This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Welcome to She Pivots. I'm your host, Emily Tish sussman One of my goals in starting this podcast is to highlight voices and stories of women who went through something deeply personal, only to come out of it on the other side better than they could have imagined. After launching She Pivots last year, it's clear it's not a small group. This applies to most women. Whether it's a big pivot or even just a tiny pivot, what's clear is there's still a lot of unpacking to do around pivoting. So as we're continuing to build this platform and community through new episodes, I wanted to also bring you more stories, unfiltered and honest. So I'll be sitting down with more women, maybe the occasional man, some of whom have mastered their own pivot, some are just starting the pivoting journey, or some just have something to teach us about the deeply personal moments of life. So stay tuned for more of these candid conversations this season. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to She Pivots. This is our very first He Pivots. Two He's, <gasps> in fact. Did you guys know this? You are our very first He Pivots. These are two of my oldest friends. Jake and Maddie, but you guys probably know them as the reality gaze, I think is the name of your show now, because they are unbelievably famous in the world of podcasting. And it all started, as most good things do, at theater camp. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. It is totally true. So we met at theater camp when we were all counselors. And I actually only found out from listening to your shows that you guys didn't know each other. Like, I thought you guys came to camp as friends. No, we we looked at each other suspiciously from across hallways. I knew who he was, just some kind of like strange flightless bird running around the, the music department and loud. And and because Jake was a grad, I was an undergrad and he was a grad student. So they're those at a school that as big as we went to. This is Maddie, by the way, for people listening. The other one's Jake or Poodle. But uh, we uh, the school was so big, the graduate students barely had anything to do with the undergrad. It was just so big. And also Jake was really fat and I thought he was a lesbian. (laughs) 
I really thought he no, was a woman. I'd love to argue with you there, <laughs> but I did thin out a little bit. Sometimes without a beard, I would be. Um, he, he was very clean shaven. Yeah. And I don't mean that like it's why he has like. No, kinda, he's always had gorgeous skin. You have like porcelain skin. Yeah. As he says, I have these creamy shoulders. Creamy. And feminine I love features. Esther's shoulders. If I if I was a woman here, I am on she slash he pivots. I would definitely be showing my shoulders. Um, I mean, more. Jake has been when he has been clean shaven and is wearing like a sweater with a shirt and you kind of can't see his body. He has had actual lesbians hit on him and <laughs> lesbian parts thinking he was a woman. I did have that one time and it's especially in my 20s um, when I was twinkier. She pivots, you know, she pivots. Yeah, she pivots. Mm -hmm. People would say Jake and I would go, who's Jake? And then when we went to theater camp, we had a teacher, a voice teacher that knew both of us and got and kind of recruited both of us to teach at the theater camp that where we met you. And that's why I was like, oh, she's a little slut just like me. And then we became yeah. best friends. And then uh, <laughs> we're sex positive, not slutty, sex positive. Um, hey, but I think I own it. I'm so happy to be here on a show. And I think this is a good transition for your first male guest <laughs> because we're 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 not going to smash beer on our heads. Uh, most likely, we're going to be a lot more identifying with your with the female side of our audience. <laughs> it's good. Yes. It's a good middle ground to be in. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. A nice soft transition. We're not going to go. Like, it is. Hard it's mass. a soft launch. It's a soft launch. Yeah, if we will into the heat. Yeah, into the heat pivots. Yeah. Well, I remember being a counselor. I was in charge of the fifteen year old age group, which I loved because they were so <sighs> naughty and they thought they were so worldly. The best kind. <laughs> oh, I loved them. But the absolute worst part of being a counselor was when we had socials with the boys camps because <clears throat> the girls turned into like little monsters, like people I had never <laughs> seen before. And all they were, yeah. didn't matter how good a relationship you thought you had with a kid, they were sneaking out to the back. 100 percent and i was like did i lose one i don't 100%. know and you guys were my only like you guys were like my golden ticket to try to get them back in because they're like oh my god it's jake and maddie let's dance on the dance floor like you were my secret weapon to try to rein the girls in yeah it was the only way because they we were men so they kind of wanted our approval but we were kind of like their teenage girlfriends so they were really kind of obsessed with us we were like a weird like hybrid <laughs> and they were still trying to figure us out most of them knew we were gay but there were some who were a little clueless who still wanted they didn't know why but they still just wanted to be around us all the time <laughs> i think they knew we were gay it was just it and really we had no chance they all had crushes on blake that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that was That's, also true. Yeah, yeah. He, but I forgot we were you. You used us for that. Oh yeah, you guys were my secret weapon. But you know, I was a camper at this girls' camp, at this girl theater right. camp, and I think I really do think up to this day that is why I basically cannot tell who is gay and who is not. Like I have no <laughs> gaydar. <laughs> At all. Like, I think I just walk around presuming that, like, everybody's gay because like, all of the men that I had relationships with in my life were gay theater men. You're like, how about that Harvey Firestein? Ooh, hubba hubba. And they're like, I know, seriously? I'm like into him. Like, I seriously, I just have no idea. Do y'all think he's into me? I don't know. Wow. I think you he know, touched I my arm Sean, and I felt it. I think Sean Hayes is a, a really good husband material. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I just love the way we can share outfits. There's so much versatility there. Exactly. I exactly. Love okay. And then I want to fast forward a little. We're not going to go through all of it, but. I was remembering the other day that, Maddie, you went to get your graduate degree in the most unbelievable way. You were on a game show, right? 
Yes, 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 yes. I was on, a, this is many years ago, 2006. I was kind of like thinking I wanted to leave entertainment and all that kind of stuff. Um, Guess what? You're still here. Here. Well, I was doing a lot of improv, true, still here. I, I was doing a lot of improv theater because that was the real big thing then. But improv theater, especially at that time, it's really before they had the rise of like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And all. So it was such a bro heavy. And I look back on it. And I think the reason I didn't like it is because I just did not fit in with that. And so I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm looking for something else to do. And I was thinking about grad school, but I was like, oh, I don't want to pay for it and da 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 and money and all that kind of stuff. And then I literally was working in my day job and I went on Craigslist and searched on Craigslist. I need <laughs> money. And then uh, Which is different than your up. normal searching on Craigslist. It, this is true. <laughs> Usually it's, I need something else. Yeah. But um, I found like a submission to audition for a game show. And um, so I did. And it ended up, you know, it was this, I didn't realize it was this going to be huge game show hosted by William Shatner on ABC. It was like in the day of who you, who wants to be a billionaire and deal or no deal. So it was in that day of like, Big multi-million dollar game shows. I had no idea it was going to be that at all. And you won like a lot, right? I won almost $600,000. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty insane. And did the show actually stay on the air? I kind of remember no. like you won and it never aired or like the show never took off. Or- it aired for a season, but it was and it was like famous people are like Juliana Huff was on it. And, the uh, you know, who's now going to be on Dancing with the Stars. But the, it didn't stay on the air for two reasons. A, the gameplay was really convoluted. Like David Letterman even did a top 10 thing of how confusing is this fucking <laughs> show. He did it on and like showed clips of me like screaming around because people were like, yeah, David but I'm like, I'm not really. <laughs> then also what the show, shall we say, um, probably couldn't stand the test of time because the whole point of the show is there were like 14 dancing women that held scrolls. And when you would answer, you would pick a monetary <laughs> amount based on the question that was tied to a woman. And then she would show you the monetary amount of how much you won. So if you get it right, she showed her, she showed everyone her boobs and they decided <laughs> maybe not. But you know what? Juliana Huff gave me $250,000. So next time I see her, I'll give her a hug. <laughs> and William Shatner goes, thanks toots. And blicks yeah, a cigar. Yeah. yeah. So that's what propelled me like, okay, I can like still work my day job and go to grad school. And then I went to grad school and then literally kind of as I was finishing grad school, someone said to me, you have a good face for commercials and you should become a commercial actor. Here's my friend who's like an agent. And I said, well, I'll meet them for extra money. And then I just started booking national. And that brought me all back into podcasting and entertainment and all this stuff now. And back to this bitch, my best friend. (laughs) They always come back. (laughs) (laughs) you guys had been doing the great in-person show the musical review every year cabergay which i got to go see in la yes that's right we were there that was was really made for people like you truly i was like i think i'm in heaven now because you it was original songs right well it was songs but we kind of rewrote lyrics for them all so they're all specialty songs that we we wrote and Usually, Jake's an amazing composer yeah. and lyricist, and he was one of those kids that wouldn't go outside and do sports in South Carolina. He would say, no, Mama, I have to play Evergreen on the piano and write new music. I need, so to, write, a savant. I need to write things that, that reflect my soul. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we would rewrite a lot of stuff. I loved it so much. I feel like I kept Cabergay with me 
like in spirit and in my mind, yes. like in so many ways, like going oh, into that, pretty that's much our, every that's state of mind. Goal. It is, it is a state of mind and it's just this kind of spirit of joy and kind of being unabashedly ourselves, which is what this yeah. whole thing is about. And it was both of us grew up on a spirit of comedy and performance that was definitely rooted in like variety shows like like the Carol Burnett show, like even, I remember just watching talk shows or even early Saturday Night Live in like the late 80s and 90s of that feeling of broad comedy and and making jokes. And we just made it really, really, really gay. <laughs> yeah. And in Living Color, another one like yeah, that yeah. broad. Yeah. Really broad comedy. Again, why it really spoke to me. Yeah. OK, so you guys have been so successful in podcasting. You're one of the top shows doing recap shows. Did you guys go into this? Into, and I keep saying that I think you've been reality gay, right? Because I keep thinking of you as 90 day gay, unless I'm not allowed to say yeah. that anymore, which was your original name. You can say it. Um, you can they say it. We were just, it. they just tried to sue us, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're well, all the same friends thing happened. now. Please, please. We're all, we're all friends. friends down Discovery. We're fine. <laughs> we love them. Good we're luck on the merger. We wish, we wish them the best. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm holding a newspaper with today's date on it. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think we, we did not start out. We, we basically, I wish we were just talking about this the other day. After one Cabaret Gay performance, we were at this French restaurant or makeshift French restaurant in the back of the American Rag Company. It's no longer there anymore, right near my house. On La Brea. And yeah. we were kind of having a postmortem. We're like, how could, just dreamy, how could we do this for our jobs? How could we do this and just do this? Because it's so much fun. We both feel like when we're doing it, this is it. This is the magic. And I think one of your friends, Maddie, had said, you guys should just make this a podcast. And it podcasts yeah, are very, there's, there's no overhead. You just kind of pay for hosting and you just get a microphone and you start. And also the reason why podcasting, why 99.9 of podcasts no one ever listens to, because it's kind of hard to find. So we just started thinking about doing, we're like, we could talk about TV. And Maddie had already done an advice podcast for a couple of years before that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we actually... We we also kind of we were thinking about something, and then I had Jake on as a guest, and then actually my friend who was actually a game show casting producer who um, put me on a couple of game shows. He contacted. Wait a second, you had you knew a game show you knew a game show casting producer, but you had to get on from Craigslist. Oh, he was on like four Emily. He was on like four shows. <laughs> Once you get in one game show, they bring you in. Like someone just emailed me yesterday wanted me to come in and like practice the game before they actually audition people this is all a scam um, this is amazing <laughs> it's it's so it's fun but um he is the one though so he's a casting producer and his wife at the time i don't know if they're still married or not, but his wife uh she had produced shows like shots of sunset and reality shows so they actually came to us and wanted to, us to do like this is before queer eye was rebooted they want us to do like a queer eye type of show with jake and i of traveling around and like helping people. And so the, we made a, we made it, it's called a sizzle reel. You make like a little mini pilot. We filmed that. We did all that. And so nothing, <laughs> I think they pitched it out and no one bit, <laughs> um, but they're like, who are these people? But that's really where 
where we were kind of like, okay, this has teeth in it. Like, how do we take this? But I think too, Jake and I were both, the reason I started podcasting for myself, and then I think like Jake came around to it as well, is that, you know, I have another business partner. We're, we pitch like reality shows and game shows, and, but there's so, and Jake, you know, writes a lot of, he, he just had a reading of a musical he's yeah. doing, and he's written a lot of musicals. And But we've had these these layers of no we have to get through just to get something made. That's a good and way so to put it. That's the beauty of the, yes, it's beautiful in podcasting and that if you commit to it, you can put out something that's your own. And I think, yes, in our back of our mind, we, it wasn't about money. It was about, we had a vision of doing live shows in front of people. Yeah. Yes. The money came, big, but I think big audience. Yeah. I think that's a big thing when you're talking about pivoting is this idea if you if you just try to do the show for the money because yeah. everybody's doing it or whatever it doesn't work out. But we had the it's like when people say, could did you imagine that this could happen to you? And I said, actually, this has been one of the most confirming things in my life because this is exactly what Jake and I imagined for our life in, in that weird French restaurant where we said, yeah. you think we could do this? And we manifested it. To say, uh, to use as our, as our, as our, one of our idols, uh, Darcy on Beyonce Queen. She's a woman in her mid forties who is just, she's looking for love, but she's never found it yet, but she's still manifesting. I even got one of her keychains that says manifest 1111. (laughs) (laughs) She's lovely. She, she speaks in Instagram captions and hashtags and God bless her. It works for her. Works for her. Yeah. It works for her and it works for you guys. Like how much has the format changed and the content changed since when you started? (laughs) That's a good question. But I think it's we probably became a little more self-aware. Like I maybe wouldn't make really horrible jokes. Um, I still make them, but we try to edit some of them out. I think the format really only changed because we started out doing scripted shows or these weird, sometimes these weird YouTube videos, like we tried on those weird black face masks. And it was, it was always our friendship and how we responded to each other and always just like an elevated version of how we are in real life. And I would always say to our director, and I'm like, I don't know if my character would do that. And our director would go, your character is you. Come on. <laughs> so <laughs> I think. Lindsay, you know yeah, our old director. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay would say, oh, yeah. uh, your character, your character is you. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we, it is a little elevated, but it's us. And it's, it's our friendship. We started doing one of our, we had a Facebook group because we were doing a little bit of reality television. And our Facebook group moderator, Jackie said, you guys should look at 90 Day Fiance because that would be a great choice for you, we think. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. Let me watch again. And I, and I remember going back and as soon as I saw Paul run of Paul and Karini run towards the water and and then Karini followed him going, Paul, Paul. And then someone stole her phone. I went, I'm in. Um, I think that was the same episode where Darcy was going to meet her guy and her stiletto heel got stuck in the escalator. That that was, again, like, I'm into this show. It's reality that takes people who you know and and you're like, oh, those are just fools. That person is foolish. But they have such either a good heart or they want something so much. You're like, I'm going to watch this person stumble through the wreckage of their life (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because there's something beautiful about that. 
And the kind of the rest is history. I, they want love. They want to believe it. Yeah. And we all do want love. It's why shows like Love is Blind, we talk about that, why it's so big, because yeah. people people are asking themselves these kind of existential questions about what would I do for love? Right. And then we started, we did Night at Fiance. We kind of broadened it with about shows about relationships and people who are looking for love because we find that that is just the ultimate human dilemma and something we're all look at look at how many reality shows or just even scripted shows are about people looking for love is the ultimate thing for us to be obsessed with and we kind of people ask us how we we moved up pretty quickly we just we kept doing what we who we are and we guested on a couple of people's podcasts who were popular that was a good thing that's you know go on your friend shows but it's kind of staying true to yourself and and doing what you think is fun and doing what you think is funny and doing what you're interested in and it'll show up if it's authentic it'll it'll show up for you that's and, what i believe and committing to it i mean i really i'd say yep. this all the time but i really say like read malcolm gladwell's outliers because we put in our 10,000 hours i think we podcasted for three and a half, four years before we made a dime. Yeah. And we just kind of kept saying, unless it felt really wonky, like we were doing some type of app with like the Redford family of CB, like Cray, <laughs> Red like Stone. weird. Redstone, Redstone not Stone, Robert sorry, Redford. Yes. Right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, like just crazy shit. We were like, is this mafia? But we're like, oh, it's not hurting anyone. We're like an app. We would just say yes to a lot of things. We did say yes. Um, and that was so great for us because it just, we honed our skills on that. But we, you know, the thing that most podcasts, or I think just in life, whether it's a workout plan, a podcast or whatever, is, I mean, I, we couldn't do it now because we're in our mid forties, but at the time we would both work our day jobs. And then I think we would start podcasting at like 9 PM, nine o'clock on, on Wednesday nights and go till like 1130 midnight. And we did that once a week. For, like for two or three years, again, just like two or three years, just we also used to get a little drunk during those shows. That we don't helps. do that now. <laughs> that helps. You'll, there's really sometimes if you'll go back to those old shows, I'll do at the end of it. You'll just hear me go. <laughs> yeah. just wake up. And I was like, I don't like a wine slur. What was it? <laughs> Those, this is one of the, the piece of advice that you're giving me to start getting a little drunker during these interviews. You know, I come in, I'm like, oh, it was well, really a bitch when you had to change, right? <laughs> uh, if you get if you get belligerent after a few, maybe not. But uh, I, I would say it, for us, it helped us. It, it was that kind of show. Um, nowadays, it's more of a business where we we meet every day or every every four days a week, and we do our stuff and. It's a we I don't think either of us thought it would become something that we'd be able to con consistently support ourselves in a way where we, both of us felt very comfortable. I grew up as a musician and I never I always thought I was going to be a gigging hand to mouth musician, that that was the life I had kind of settled for myself. And I was perfectly happy doing that. But I will say once you're not hand to mouth. <laughs> It's kind of nice where you don't have to take every gig that you don't have <laughs> to go to Pacoima and play at a lady's wine tasting luncheon and have them have bothered them about the check that they need to give you for an hour. That's kind of nice. Or tour around China at the beginning of COVID. True. I was. It was rough when he did that. <laughs> at the very beginning of COVID, uh, I was on an orchestral tour playing piano in an orchestral tour of Literally, y'all. 
He left December 2019 at the end of December. It was there in January 2020. I was. And we were like, the, our, our promoters were saying, yeah, there's a little virus going on in South China. We're nowhere near that. Y'all don't need to worry about a thing. Just keep doing what you're doing. And it was fun. China was beautiful. The people were lovely. We started seeing more and more people in masks <laughs> at, at concerts. And I had people contacting us from the podcast in Chinese media. You only see what this is no surprise. You only see what the state wants you to see. (laughs) So unless you had a VPN in China, you can't see anything. Literally forgot to get one. <laughs> so I didn't he have forgot access. to get one. And he, he messaged me and said, they don't have Facebook here. I went, Jake, <laughs> it's China. He's like, you can't Google. And I'm like, it's China, Jake. So you got to use Bing in China. That's what <laughs> and Bing goes. We're going to tell you what you want to hear, what the government wants to hear. So we basically are <laughs> one day we woke up and our promoters like, so, you know, how we said everything was fine. We're going to fly you all back. Six days before, we're going to go to to Beijing and we're going to drive 16 hours across the country and we're going to stop at rest areas and you're going to wear a mask because we want to keep you guys together. Everything's fine. (laughs) Don't worry. That's all normal. It's okay. Uh, And so we I was one of the last flights not to have to be quarantined um, out of China. And it was it was a crazy experience. Some of us seeming like we're sick on the tour, um, like people had to miss, miss shows. And everyone said, oh, it's just China crud. Everyone gets it because it's very cold there in January. But I will say flying back in a mask from Beijing to L.A. for nine hours and thinking, I don't want to take off my mask ever in my life was a scary because it was January 20th, uh, 2020. And and I was just like, OK, we, I guess we're going to survive. I guess this will be OK. And the CDC, when I got when I got back, I got a call from like, hey, this is Mallory from the CDC. Just the sweetest. We, we, we know you recently flew from China. I'm like, how did you? She's like, oh, we, we, we I know the flight manifests. I'm like, of course you do, government. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was so sweet. We're wondering if you'd get a blood test. We've already arranged it for you. <laughs> yeah, we're just wondering. This area was so nice. She's like, yeah, yeah we're that. just wondering. You're like, okay, I can do that probably next week. No, it's today. Th- that's kind of what yeah. it was. It's tomorrow. Yeah. They're waiting outside your door. Yeah, they're waiting just there men for in, you. Men in black suits. <laughs> Look right outside. Um, they're right they told you like to leave his suitcase like in the hallway or not unpack it for like a week. Yes, I was to leave my it suitcase in the hallway in, in sunlight if possible. And never use if I brought anything that was that could be consumed to throw all of it away. In in general, I shouldn't take anything out of my suitcase for a couple of weeks. Yeah, they didn't know at that point, so it's a weird time. Right, they didn't know. Well, I mean, when I think about that, that is essentially when I had my third baby. So I was in the hospital, like unmasked, you know, like no precautions, everyone in and out. So just so funny to think about the fact that they were like, "Oh, leave everything out in the hallway in the sunlight," and here I was, like in the hospital. Like everyone breathe all over each other. No problem. <laughs> because like I was in New York, not coming off a flight from LA. Yeah. But it turned out there was COVID there already. It was it was a really crazy time. And now look now look where we are. Exactly. Now we look where we are. I'm sitting in a in a princess canopy bed and you guys are <laughs> world famous podcasters. So <laughs> You know, I guess yes. things really came around. <laughs> oh like, how do I even transition from that? But it is so interesting. Like when I started, when I started She Pivots, when I started this show, I had this idea that if I was going to do a podcast, it had to be 
like heavily produced, very structured, like almost like a documentary. And the more I'm going through it and the more I'm going through the episodes, it's like Mm -hmm. feeling a little looser to me. And that's honestly why we're doing like these kind of conversations Mm -hmm, that we're calling mm -hmm. like the candid conversations and even going into he pivots, even getting some men in there because it just feels like you guys have had such like a, I mean, the loosest of formats. Like if I started at one extreme in the most highly produced of formats, like that's, you started in the loosest. I mean, that's, we just got it. That's putting it mildly. Loosest our, of social formats. Media, our social media person, Caitlin, was compiling like a thing. We never read reviews anymore. I mean, not because we don't, we just don't think about it. But she was p- compiling our Apple podcast reviews. And one of them said, this show, it's so well produced. And they take the time and really prepare before they turn on the mics. And I went, <laughs> like, well, we don't do that at all but i think it's just we've done it so long we have and i think there are some people say yeah i could really skip the 20 minutes of announcements or before they start talking about the show and i'm like that is the show if you want to re- if show. you want to recap podcast the show is is maddie saying oh you know the woman from blah 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 who hosts who hosts press your luck you know and he's like you know what's her name uh elizabeth smart and I take a moment and say, <laughs> no, Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped and she played the harp. <laughs> You're talking about Elizabeth Banks. And and it was just a moment where and those are the moments that stay with people. <laughs> those are the moments where our listeners make memes of Elizabeth Smart playing the harp on the pressure line. So I would argue that authenticity is your best asset and being your authentic self it let let your let let that let that magnet that's in the center of your body lead you you know it you know you know what you should do and don't second guess it and we, we we've tried to stop doing that yeah yeah well i mean when do you second guess it? like you guys have been so generous with your time and advice to me like as I've been getting into this and even in like the year year and a half that I've been doing this show I feel like the podcast industry is changing and I don't totally know how to keep Mm -hmm. up with it like how are you guys thinking about it well first of all we love you so we love of course and secondly but also too I'm not just saying this like when I look at like when I think about camp and the camp experience like Jake and I were both people think of us now we were not very confident individuals when we were in our mid-20s he was from South Carolina I was from Oklahoma we uh I came out a little bit a few years before him but um we both just weren't we weren't fully comfortable in our bodies we weren't fully comfortable in ourselves and I remember meeting you like and you were like a force of nature who is this rash loud girl who is just letting it out there and i'm like i want to be her <laughs> yes Dave, you do you I, I had that feeling of i want to be like emily i want to be her so she's like yeah i got very at 4 30 last night oh yeah i used to write a lot then <laughs> you're like made out with the guy from mackinac i'm pretty sure <laughs> 100% his mother sure. knows my mom <laughs> pretty sure he's um, but- married <laughs> because they were also probably like teenagers yeah <laughs> yes but still it's nice to be in a position to where anyway you were really you were like one of those kind of tentpole people from that camp that like you and Bryce that greatly influenced not my life but also the type of person I want to be in the world Same. and find my own version of that so 
we like really that's why we love helping you and just helping all podcast i will say that for podcasting in general i've never we jake and i work in show business and the the rest of show business is not the same whereas podcasters i find like on the whole are really willing to help out other podcasters because it's just great for all of us it is the if the more people who listen the more people who are creating um, they're not competing with you. People who do 90 Day Fiance, a lot of people think that we compete with other podcasters who do 90 Day. But actually, if you listen to one, chances are you listen to others. And the more we can support our kind of siblings who do the kind of the same show, yeah. it's good for everybody. I think maybe that's what's drawn me and kept yeah. me into podcasting, that I like that spirit of like a rising tide rises all ships. Yeah. Is that it? I always mix up these metaphors. Yep, yes. that's it. That's, yeah. exa- that's it. Okay, that was the closest I've ever gotten to a correct metaphor. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I think Thank that was you. a 90 Day Fiance episode title or something recently. <laughs> They've been getting very prosaic with their titles. They are. They are. I, well, I mean, I so appreciate that from you guys, but it also, I, it would have never occurred to me that you were both insecure in that moment in your mid-20s because, quite frankly, I felt really lost. Like, I think the reason that I was yeah. partying mm. so much is because that felt comfortable to me and I didn't feel really confident in any other space. Like we were working at a theater camp. Yeah. That's why I, I was slutty. No... <laughs> Same. But you know, like. That's, that's why we slut out. Yeah, exactly. But like we were working at a theater camp where everyone had graduate degrees in their fields. And I worked in the front office answering the phones because I had no talent. <laughs> Do you guys remember what the camp, you may or may not remember this. The camp director said to me, remember, I used to take dance class with the kids every summer I would yes remember that I would be in the one dance class with the, the modern dance and then I would be in the like the mediocre kid dance performance and the owner of the camp said to me after a couple of years of doing it she said Emily it is such an inspiration for those kids <laughs> to see you dance the way that you dance and not be embarrassed it's an inspiration <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> and it was said with such sincerity, such sincerity. <laughs> to her core sincere. I was like, thank you so much. Um, maybe She's now still looking for her talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. That was a big one. Like I, when I met you guys, I was in law school and I was coming during the summers to be a camp counselor yeah. because I needed to be in a place that I could feel confident. Like and I felt so overwhelmed in law school and like in yeah. the rest of the world and like really not like I felt really out of place like I really didn't know I, I was fluctuating between feeling like I was a little wild and kind of irreverent and you know like a sort of maybe like sort of like a theater personality but trying to be a lawyer and didn't feel like I really fit into that but I didn't have any talent to me in theater yeah. and like you know trying to be a lawyer and didn't feel like I like really fit in there so it, it's interesting for me to hear you guys say that you that I came off as confident to you because you guys came off as confident and inspiration to me when yeah. I was like, they're so good at what they you. do. Yeah. Which is why we yeah. say, you don't know what it, what anybody's going through. You just, that's why just be kind, just fucking yeah. be kind. That's all. That's, that's all. <laughs> Unless you're a star on our show and then we're just going to destroy you. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you're on that kind of Beyonce. Perfect. And then I'm going to really come hard for you, especially if you're, if you're shitty to people, I'm going to be really awful to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you'll that's end true. up with memes. That's true. On our account. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So do you guys think that you first, I'm so appreciative that you guys are coming on and talking with me about this. So do you think you will pivot again? Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the nature of this industry is changing and podcasting is all, I think both of us are, I can't speak totally for him, but life for me has been a series of acts. This is not even my, this is, this is like my fourth act right now. And it's, I can see another one down, down the, and it's in change is scary, but, um, the world, the world's changing. So you might as well change with it. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like I'm honestly just starting act two. I feel that young in the process as far as creatively, uh, my confidence in doing the things that I've just always wanted to do and either didn't because I was not confident in it or I didn't know how to go about doing that. So I think sometimes when people hear the word pivot, they think that everything changes. That means that it all has to be washed away and something completely new has to be built. And I don't see it that way anymore because I look back to like, um, at least for me, my one of my friends, she's an influencer and uh, host as well. Uh, my friend, Don McCoy, she said, I really feel like a lot of us are just trying to get back to what between the ages of like six to eight, when we discovered imagination and we discovered play and we discovered like a world within us that we could build. I really feel like a lot of us are trying to get back to that mm -hmm. place and that feeling and doing something in that. And that hit me when she said that, because I went, that is so true. That's like when the bug bit me, that's when all of that. And I feel like that I get that feeling from this, from the, I say work, but the fun that Jake and I do now. So Same. I feel like I, I think there could be a pivot, but I think there would be a pivot maybe in how the external works and moves about but the internal i'm still i'm always searching for that same feeling that the intention of making a difference in the world making people have fun and joy yeah. and i know jake feels that way like that i think will always be at the center of whatever i pivot to spreading joy telling people that they're okay helping people to feel okay or feel better yeah. or just to laugh or change their day in any way you're and not weird. We all are weird. Yeah. We all are weird. What we say at the end of every live show is, uh, especially during the pandemic and the end of the pandemic, people, hope was in short supply. And the the Emily Dickinson poem, uh, Hope is a Thing with Feathers, about that, that I was going to, I was going to mess this up, that, that resides in the breast. And it's always there. Which I won $300,000 answering that question on that game show, by the way. Who wrote that poem? And I said, Emily Dickinson. <laughs> and, if I, and then I said it then I said it later, and you're like, who's that? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Did I go to school with her? We've really come full circle on that poem. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but Jake was saying something really poignant, and I waylaid it. I'm yeah. sorry. Anyway, that's how it feels for us. Pivoting. I agree. It, 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 might, be, it might be external, but the internal is going to be the same. Well, we just say keep going, Queens. Yeah. So I, I feel like I can't end on a better note than that. Just keep going, Queens. I love it. Keep going out. All, yeah. all Queens. Keep going. Keep going. All of Jake, you. Poodle and Maddie. Reality Gaze. Thank you so much for joining our very first He Pivots. Thank you, doll. This has been so much fun. Bye, sugar. Thanks for listening to this Candid Convo episode of She Pivots. Check back in weekly for more conversations with inspiring women. To learn more about our guests, follow us on Instagram at She Pivots the Podcast. Leave a rating and comment if you enjoyed this episode to help others learn about it. A special thank you to our partner, Marie Claire, and the team that made this episode possible. 
Talk to you next week. She Pivots is hosted by me, Emily Tish sussman Produced by Emily Edda Voloshik with sound editing and mixing from Nina Pollock and research and planning from Christine Dickison and Hannah Cousins. I endorse She Pivots. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.